Welcome to Better Equipped. I'm Cody Balch, and I'm excited to continue through the book of Philippians. We just kicked off this new teaching series, and now we are uh, getting further into kind of the meat of this book. And the Apostle Paul is sitting in prison. If you missed episode one of this, uh, you can go back and check it out if you want. But listen, Paul's in prison. He's writing to the Philippian church, and he is uh, trying to encourage them while he's in prison. And he's just sharing his love, his deep love, and his prayers for them. And he's thanking them for their generosity, their prayers, their support, their love. And he's also trying to encourage them that, well, what we'll see today, that what is happening to him, that he's in prison for the sake of the gospel, that is really from God to advance the gospel. Now, <clears throat> before we dive right in, we're going to do uh, of chapter 1 in Philippians, verses 12, 13, and 14. Just three verses, but I just want you to chew on these, okay? Listen, are you at a place in your faith? You may not be, and that's that's okay. Hopefully today is just a, a, a step in the right direction. But uh, are you at a place in your faith where you can look at this, the seemingly bad things, the, the painful things, um, the sad things, the, the things that don't go according to your prayers, the things that you were hoping against, praying against? Are you at a place where you can look at those, flip the script and say, God is in this. God is in this. God, this isn't wasted on God. Like no pain is wasted if we hand it back to God and let him use it. I mean, God's hand is in the suffering. You see, suffering is a huge part of the Christian life and faith in Scripture. And I know that is anti the gospel of America, okay? But it is definitely in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is definitely in the New Testament. It is definitely what we read about as a key piece of what Christians will experience. For, for those who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, you will be persecuted. I don't know if you were taught that growing up. I don't know if that's a part of your theology, but it's a part of Paul's theology. It's a part of the early church's theology, and it really needs to be a part of our theology. That there is a, there's a piece that we don't pray for persecution necessarily, but there's a part that we understand that suffering and trouble and, and pain and persecution are a part of this life and a, and a powerful, powerful part of our transformational journey as it forces us to depend on God in, in deeper ways, as well as can be some of the most powerful, powerful things that God uses to reach other people with the good news of Jesus, with the saving message of Jesus. I mean, go back and read the New Testament and tell me that it's not everywhere. You turn the page and it's there again, it's there again, it's there again, it's, it's everywhere. And I think somehow we... We really like to think that, that that's not a part of following Jesus for us today. I mean, you read about the early church and, and they were counted, they were so encouraged that they were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. Is that the way you think, operate? Is that your theology? So I hope that we learn from the Apostle Paul in these three verses, and not just these three verses, but for today, in this moment, in this episode, 
we're going to dive in. And he just got done praying this beautiful prayer over the the people of God there in, in Philippi. And now he says, listen, I, I know I know you've got a, a lot of questions. You're, you're concerned about me because you know that I am in prison because I've been proclaiming the name of Jesus. Okay. Just because somebody rejects you or you get in trouble for sharing the name of Jesus doesn't necessarily mean you did something wrong. If you did it humbly, gently, in respect, not maliciously, not, you know, not pridefully, like there, there, it's, there's gonna, there's gonna come a point where you open your mouth for Jesus and Satan makes you a target. Are you okay with that? Am I okay with that? I've got my own stuff, guys. Like I, I, I've got to live this out in real practical ways. Um, I don't know if this is the time and place to share all those. Not, not that I wouldn't. If you, if you want to know, you can reach out to me. But I want to keep this to where you can apply in your life. And, and for me, you know, it hasn't been persecution, not in the way that we read about with Paul. But it is, it is, it is a life that has called me to sacrifice and surrender that could be interpretive interpreted as suffering. I don't tend to look at that look at it that way because I try to flip the script and see God's hand in it. It's a part of the calling. It's a part of what it means to drop our nets and follow Jesus wherever he leads. And that doesn't mean that I've got to write the script. I mean it's it's been a different pathway and the way it's looked and things have been much harder in so many ways than I ever would write myself. I'm not writing the story, but am I okay? Am I okay with what God maybe has allowed in this life for us to experience trouble, suffering, persecution in the name of Jesus? Paul says this in Philippians chapter one, starting in verse 12. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. Okay? (laughs) He's like, I need you to know that what's happened to me by me being in prison has served to advance the gospel. That more people are hearing about Jesus because of my chains. He says in verse 13, As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard, imperial guard, the praetorium, like all this, this all means like this Roman guard. It is As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains. For Christ. This is a clear distinction that you see in, in, in Paul's writings, but also in Peter's writings in first and second Peter, is, is there's a difference between being in chains for the gospel or for Christ and being in chains because of your rebellious heart, your disobedience, your sin, your your selfishness. It's a big difference between those, okay? And he says, like, listen. All these unbelieving Roman soldiers and everyone connected with them. I'm sure they go home and tell their families about what they hear and and see. It has become clear to those in the palace guard as well as to everyone else. So it's, it's the palace guard and to everyone else 
that I'm in chains for Christ. Like, he says, this has served to advance the gospel. He's been given a platform through his suffering that is kind of waking people up and asking a different set of questions. Why in the world would this man be going through such lengths to share this message that he calls the gospel of Jesus Christ if he's actually serving a man who was killed and didn't raise from the dead? If all this is false, what is Paul have to gain. And this is one of the things that suffering does that advances the gospel is it really strips away any, any inclination that what is being done is for selfish gain. I mean, there are people who lose loved ones and point people to Jesus through it. What do they have to gain? What do they what do they have to gain for that? Themselves, like selfishly. Um, it's so powerful when you can when people are seeing you in a place of trouble and pain and hardship, and yet your eyes are up above it and you're proclaiming Jesus and you're pointing people to Jesus and you're saying, This isn't stopped me. I'm not a fair weather fan of Jesus. This is something that we need to embody deeply in our lives. And this is the small things. Your day, just one day doesn't go your way. Where's your attitude? Where's your mindset? An opportunity doesn't pan out. A door closes seemingly in your face. You, you get a diagnosis that changes your life. That's real. You lose a loved one that you've never or at least in recent history, you had to live without, and you don't know how that's going to work, but you know that Jesus is still with you, and you you point people to that in the midst of your pain. You lose your job. You don't know how you're going to provide for your family or for your needs or your bills, but you believe with all your heart that God has got you. He has not left you. He has not forsaken you. His plans are not thwarted. He says, listen, my suffering has it has served as a way to advance the gospel, that there are people, unbelievers, hearing about the gospel, leaning in differently to hear what is the madness of this man. He's either crazy or he's got a secret, a key to something that I need. We read about Paul being in prison many times. And in Acts, we read about Paul being in in prison in Philippi. Okay, so think about the context. He's writing from Rome to the church in Philippi. But there was a time in his story where he was in Philippi in prison for sharing the gospel. And what happens? An angel appears, earthquake happens, jail, the doors open, the, the chains fall off, and and the, the Roman guard wakes up and realizes that all this has happened. He calls for the lights, and he's like about to kill himself because he'd rather take his life than be kind of tortured and killed by the Romans for not fulfilling his duty as the Roman guard. 
And the Apostle Paul, instead of running out of the prison, tells this man to stop, stop, don't kill yourself. Wait, I've got good news for you. And he shares the gospel with the Philippian jailer, with his family. And that night, the Philippian jailer and his family give their lives and heart to Jesus and are baptized. I mean, what? Like, that's, that's why he's in prison there. And this is back in Philippi. And now he's back in prison. And he's still saying, listen, God is using these massive zigzags and bumps in the road to advance the gospel. More people are leaning in. And I, I got to tell you, more people lean in during places of pain, both in your life and in others. There's something about in this life, the human spirit that is, that is curiously drawn into how people deal with suffering. Because the reality is we all have suffering and we want to know and learn from the people who do it well. What's their secret? And, 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 and the apostle Paul says, listen, this is, this may seem like a secret, but it's not a secret that I am not able to share with you. I am able to share generously with you that it is my hope in the resurrection of Jesus Christ that he died and res- resurrected. He paid for my sins and he conquered sin and death. So I can sit here in prison on death row and not be afraid of death. What can you do to me? You cannot steal from me the hope and the joy of eternal life in Jesus Christ. And the Spirit of God is with me now, even in the midst of my suffering. Nothing can extinguish what God has given me. No one can take. Guys, that breeds insane curiosity in people's lives. Because other people have pain, trouble, and suffering too. And so, then he takes it further in verse uh, 14 here. And he says, And because of my chains... Most, okay, he's honest there. Not all, not all. Most, though, most of the brothers and sisters, the believers, have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Okay, there are other believers in Rome and other places of the Roman Empire in Philippi and places like that that are hearing, man, the Apostle Paul shared his faith and he got, he got arrested for it and he's in prison for it. And I'm not in prison. If Paul has the, the confidence and the fearlessness to proclaim the good news of Jesus in the face of persecution, trouble and trials and suffering, then what's my excuse The same spirit that's inside of Paul is the same spirit that's inside of me. And I serve and he serves the same Lord. Who are the people in my life that I have the privilege of sharing my story, my testimony of the gospel in my life, that it it extends the invitation of salvation extends to them as well. The hope that I have extends to them as well. Listen, Paul's example... Of, of not stopping, of not um, giving in to despair, 
of not thinking that the story must play out a certain way in order for it to be good and from God and for God to use it. It's gotta, it's gotta go, it's gotta be up and over in order for this to be of God. Paul says, forget that. Did you look at the cross? Did you see that the perfect son of God, God in the flesh, who lived a perfect life and never did anything wrong and always spoke perfectly with full wisdom, divine wisdom, was not hailed as an earthly king on an earthly throne with earthly power and riches. He became a suffering servant on the cross. The Apostle Paul says that it's in our weakness that Christ is made most powerfully and strong. That, 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 that this is where God does his best work. He says, listen, it, it, the brothers and sisters, they're, they're hearing about this and they're being encouraged, given courage to proclaim and speak the good news of Jesus more boldly and without fear. And so I got to ask you, how confident are you? How courageous are you to bring up the hope you have in Jesus, the love you have for Jesus? How ready and available are you to, to extend that invitation of hope and grace to other people around you? Even in the face of rejection, of implications of that playing out, Are you prepared to lose a job? Not that you want to. Not that you want to. I'm not saying that that if you don't lose your job, you haven't shared your faith hard enough. That's not even, that's not, that even makes no sense. Like, not at all. But if for some reason you got ousted because you are a Christian, this does happen to people definitely around the world, but even in the United States, are you okay with that? What, what, what scares you so much to share your faith in Jesus? I would love, I would love to encourage you in that. I'm going to be making a video soon about practical ways and, and encouragement for us to share our faith. Okay. But I would love to personally encourage you. I would love to, to know, not, not because I need to know, but so that I can encourage you. Like, I'd love to know, like, what, what gives you the greatest pause, the greatest fear the greatest hesitation, the thing that makes you lose courage when you think about sharing your faith. For me, um, you know, I hate seeing those walls go up. If somebody says, ah, you know, I know they want to talk about Jesus and I'm going to, I want to distance myself. Um, I hate seeing the seed that's getting planted with initial receptivity get stolen from the enemy. Um, you know, kind of like you end up in the kind of the friend zone of faith, you know, in, in the sense that, that people know you're serious about your faith. And there's a lot of people who uh, they're not open to that. And they don't, maybe they don't have, I'm not the judge, but maybe they don't have ears to hear and eyes to see that. And, and it's not, it's again, I'm, my door's open, um, for people who I, they might start that way. Maybe they turn around and I've seen that happen too, but, uh, there is rejection in that. There are people who 
Um, you are the aroma of Christ bringing the good news of Jesus. And there are other people that you are the stench of death, the apostle Paul says. And uh, that's hard because I don't want to be the stench of death. You know, some people don't don't like the light shining in their life and exposing the deeds of darkness just by the very light showing up. It just exposes where they're where they're not living into the the will of God. And a lot of people would rather kind of let ignorance be bliss, and that's that's hard. And sometimes it's tempting to let people just stay in that and not invite them into more. And um, and so it takes courage. It takes dependence on the Holy Spirit. It takes a surrender to letting God play that out in his sovereign will and me just being a conduit of the gospel through the spirit of God and the hope that he's given me. And so again, I just want to read this and just soak this up. It says, now I want you to know brothers and sisters that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Are you ready to flip the script of your life? All the pain, all the suffering, any rejection, are you able to to use that for the glory of God? Are you able to surrender that back to Jesus, Jesus and say, God, I believe this is from you. You're allowing these things to happen. Not that I want them to happen, but but may I start praying less for you to take that away and more for you to use them for your purposes and for your glory. That some for some reason, beyond my understanding, for some reason, you have me exactly where you want me. You have me exactly in the situations that you need me. You have allowed these things to happen to change me inside and to proclaim your name more boldly to those around me. Let's flip the script on what the world just says is bad and and suffering and the opposite of comfort and enjoyment and, and, you know, just this plushy life that there's, there are things that are going to happen. I like they, you know them, right? That God wants to use to advance his name, the gospel, the saving message so that more people can, can find the hope in the midst of their pain, their sin, their trials, their trouble. There are a lot of people who are hopeless, who do not have this. They, they, it's the opposite. It's draining the life out of them. But I know, I just talked with a believer today who she has a, 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 a lifelong disease that will never go away. And yet, she lives her life pointing people to the hope that she has. She lives a life and she exudes joy. And she's typically in pain. Like, tangibly in pain in those moments while she's while she's caring for others while she's serving others while she's encouraging others and exuding joy she is she is in pain during that and for some reason and it's hard i just prayed with her today like it's it's so hard like why god is she experiencing this pain but she has this this perception this perspective 
for some reason, this is, this is the story that God has for her and she is using it and is determined to use it to point more people to a life of hope and joy in Jesus Christ. I didn't have any pain today. I had a good day. But the one, the lady who has pain and suffering in her life was one of the most encouraging people that I got to talk to today that encouraged my faith. Guys, this is real. We need, we need this. He's going to go on in this book and talk about joy and rejoicing. And this is just like something that is so foreign to our humanity and our life and our flesh. And so, uh, listen, as we continue in this, he's going to he's going to talk more. Just the next verse in verse 15 is going to be about some of the pain and suffering he's experiencing relationally and people defaming his name for no good reason, actually for bad reasons. And yet his perspective in it and facing death and his perspective in it and, and just on and on. And so I hope that that today has challenged you and encouraged you again. If you have any questions or, or need encouragement, reach out to me at betteredequippedwithcody at gmail.com. And I would love to pray for you. Thank you again for those from last episode who reached out and said that you're praying for me. And I was able to pray specifically for you and will continue to. And uh, I just want you to know that was so encouraging. That was so encouraging. So thank you so much for those of you who accepted the homework assignment uh, at the last episode. And uh, listen, I'm excited to continue with you. Make sure that you subscribe to this channel um, so that you'll be notified. Uh, Make sure you hit the bell notifications and make sure that you share this out with others. Invite them on this journey with you. And uh, listen, I hope that you'll join us on the next episode. We'll see you later.